When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sam Cash, how are you, sir? Hello, sir. How you doing? Thanks for uh, swinging by. Thanks for having me. I've been told that I'm living north of the wall in Toronto. Yeah, this is out of the way. You're <laughs> definitely out of the way. I live in the West End in Parkdale. So yeah. I, um, yeah, anytime you can get to get on the DVP. It's a stretch. Like, a little bit, yeah. But I used to live in the East End, so this is more my zone. Right. So I don't get too scared about it. Some people do though. Some people are like, oh, you live over there. I can't go. When, uh, when we decided to move to Toronto, uh, everybody started asking me, Hey, uh, where are you moving? I'm like, oh, we're getting a really nice place. It's central. Right. Well, right. <laughs> if you look at a map, uh-huh. it is central. Yeah. We're right. Yeah, smack yeah. In the middle of the city. Yeah. But, uh, Young and Eglinton is, is, uh, I, I'm told Bloor is like the line of sort of, yeah. Of North. Of North. Yeah. Where yeah. it starts to become yeah, yeah, North yeah, country. Sure. Yeah. All right. So, well, thanks for making the trek. Well, no problem. <laughs> uh, three records since 2011. Yes. Um, that's uh, that's a lot of music in five years. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, you know, I think a lot, like, there's a lot of people who probably, like, I'm 24 now, and this is my third one, and I'm sure there's lots of people who don't put out their first record until they're 25 or 26, and you with that, you have the advantage of a huge breadth of songs to choose from and I sort of was just putting records out as I was growing and going and looking back I sort of like think like why would I put out a record when I'm 19 why would I do that because but because you wanted to sure yeah exactly you know and I and I was uh you know held you know consciously held on to that sort of naive hope you have when you're a kid of doing it and sort of like sure I'll just put out a record which so I think it was a it's a you know it's been fun and cool and it's sort of has always kept me like in a record cycle, right? No, even if I'm not, you know, whether however many people are hearing the record, you are hustling in that mindset. Do you more. enjoy the process? Like, can uh, you keep this pace up indefinitely? I hope so. I'm hoping to. I mean, I the older I get, the harder I find it is to write. Like, I'm having more trouble. Like, when you're young, the whole concept behind writing is what I try to do is like, retain that like mindset I had when I was like 14 when you would just write shit and didn't matter you didn't have any concept of like what you were supposed to do so you know the older you get the more sort of like the more realistic you get about life I find it harder to like tap into that 15 year old creative space yeah which I think a lot of people do like I think that is the mindset a lot of creative types try and hold on to yeah. Uh, yeah. Tongue and cheek vows. That's the yes. uh, name of the new re- release that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, what What to you is a tongue and cheek vow? What well, is that? Well, that was sort of a phrase that I had kicking around for a while, which I thought was like sort of a, a clever uh, phrase. Sort of just vows, not necessarily you know m- marriage vows, but just promises in general. Sort of you know the way that you often live your life as like a early 20 year old is always a little bit tongue in cheek, you know, you're always sort of 
never fully committed to anything. Um, and that even if you think you of, are, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that a lot of those themes are on the record. Yeah, new uh, tour coming up uh, with uh, Lee Harvey Osmond on there. Do you know Tom Wilson? I do know Tom Wilson. So Tom yeah, Wilson yeah. was a couple dates. We're doing more dates with Electric Six. That's right. the full West Coast run. We did a couple step like beginning of the records like a couple weeks ago we did some stuff with okay. tom yeah, yeah. Uh, i do know him he's great i uh, i guess it is a kind of a smaller community uh, yeah. in the music biz like how can you not yeah. run into tom wilson yeah, yeah yeah sure and how can you hear nothing except his voice at a party yeah <laughs> yeah 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 no he's uh he's awesome i think his songwriting is great yeah loudest voice in the room yeah totally so you're heading out west. That's uh, is that a, a first western venture for you? Or? It is. Yeah, yeah. We've been out east a bunch. So like we've hit Kingston a ton of times. We've gone out with uh, Strumbellas and July Talk. Um, and we've done, and we've done a couple. And we went out with this guy Adam Baldwin, who plays guitar with Matt Mays, and he had a solo thing. So we've gone out east a bunch of times. Never been out west before. So we're going out with this band Electric Six, who are from the states. Um, Detroit, I think. Actually. Detroit, yes. Yeah, uh, so that'd be cool because opening slots are great because it's you know pre. You're along you know, for the ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know it's it's always fun like to try not like steal the their audience, but like you know your goal is to try and turn over their fans, um, which is you know you sort of feel like you're going into battle every night. Yeah, a little bit. You like having that chip on your shoulder. Yeah, well, it's fun to sort of you know you got to be a bit tough and you got to be a bit aggressive. You can't just like. That's what you learn playing in Toronto a lot, where Toronto crowds are notoriously like tough crowds. Like that's the Canada-wide opinion of to of the Toronto music scene. Is and does tough. it live up to that? It does. It is a tough, sure, yeah. definitely, and especially us like coming up playing in bars where you're literally like having to battle with the people who are just talking. So you get this sort of very like aggressive, combative punk rock approach to playing a show, even if the music isn't really punk rock. The attitude. The way we have to attack it sort of is. You have some punk rock heritage uh, yes. in this city. Yeah. yeah your your yeah. dad. Yes. Tell me about him. He, um, Andrew Cash, and he had, uh, uh, he's sort of, you know, when I was a kid growing up, that's what he was doing. He was touring all the time, and he was, right around the time I was born, he did a whole uh, European tour opening up for Melissa Etheridge. They did a, you know, the, the, the Coming Down of the Wall tour playing while the wall was coming down that around that time um and he so I, I remember him always being on the road and as a result i've always sort of like grown up in venues and in recording studios and stuff so it sort of uh in you know it you get the bug pretty early if yeah you're doing that it probably starts at a young age idolizing dad mm -hmm. but sure. then you grow into just loving the art form or yeah. appreciating various things yeah about for it. sure I, the first you know the first little bit was me just wanting to do what he was doing and prob mostly sort of copying what he was doing songwriting wise too yeah and then yeah and then you find your own path and you find your own way of doing it so safe to say you know Every recording studio or every <laughs> every bar or every venue, every room in this city? No, not every, but I know a lot of them. Uh, and a lot I've ended up playing in and recording in, which is always, which is super cool. You know, and you get, you know, sound guys saying, oh, I mixed your dad 30 years ago. <laughs> Does show. he get tired of that now? No, it's awesome. No. Every time. Because he's not that well, like he's not. You know, he's not Dave Grohl. No, but you know, but also, you know, he was in the same scene as Blue Roadie on the hip and he's by far not as well known as those guys. And he's great yeah. friends with all those guys. So I've grown up in that scene with all those guys. 
but he, I have the advantage, I think, of not, you know, a ton of people just don't, you know, he was recently was a politician and that he was more well known for, you know, right. being a federal MP. So in that sense, every, you know, when I, I don't hear it all the time with, from Sam guy and stuff, but when I do hear it, it's always super cool yeah. to talk about, uh, yeah. Pops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, how has your sound evolved since 2011? Like, I guess you've 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 grown up a lot, like you mentioned. Like, mm-hmm. and I think the sound has gotten a bit more grown up. You know, it's a and it's a bit more refined, I think. And where I'm, you know, I've always just trying to find where I'm, where I fit in best. You know, I'm just, you know, you're trying to find your groove. So I think on this record, we've hit it, hit the groove, and hopefully we can yeah. stay in the groove for a couple records. And then, well, you want to fall out of the groove? Well, I'm sure I, and it <laughs> undoubtedly happens. You know, you have a good run, you have a good couple record run, and then eventually you'll fall out. <laughs> uh, who are the romantic dogs? Like, who 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 are they? So there's Aaron Como, uh, who I've known since high school. No who, relation to Rivers. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, and um, Matt Bailey, who plays guitar, and. Uh, Kyle Sullivan plays drums, and then we have since, in our live show, have added a fifth guy. So Como is now switched to keyboards and extra right. guitar, and we have a, hired a bass player. Well, business must be it. good if you're adding band members. No, <laughs> it's terrible. It's the worst choice. It's like, well, we got to add a fifth guy because we sort of wanted to flesh out the sound a bit, but you know, you can't really afford it. But you do it anyway. On creative merit. Yeah, and prolong the the process of profit. You know. <laughs> How did it all come together with those guys? Uh, well, so Como I've known since high school, and the yeah. other two, you know, just met playing around sort of in the scene. And um, I try to find guys that don't play with a ton of other people because it's a very small scene in Toronto and everyone sort of gigs around. It's very hard to find guys that, like, as long unless you're doing it where, like, straight out of high school you've got four guys and everyone's in it together – but that wasn't necessarily the situation I had. I had a band in high school, and then I got, you know, started doing my own thing after and looking for a band. You know, people need to get paid. People need to make money. It's their living. So I tried to find guys that didn't, that, you know, are available to practice and to giggle on, that didn't yeah. have a lot of other commitments, which was hard to find. So yeah, I'm glad I found that. The, uh, the song that you're going to perform here on the podcast today, what, uh, what, what are we going to get? I'll do Tossing and Turning, which is sort of the single we've got going on right now. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, I've never, we've never really had singles before, so it's very exciting that we... Check it out. I bought it on iTunes. Oh, nice. Right there. And Carmen. Oh, so did you pre-order the record, that I, means? I did. I pre-ordered yeah, it. Right yeah. on. Good man. Excited to have you here in the green room, Sam. Cool. Uh, uh, we got a performance coming up in just a few moments, and uh, good luck with everything. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, streaming on Spotify, too. It is, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. big on that. Yeah, we're trying to push that these days. Uh, you know, that's sort of the uh, that's sort of where everything seems to be heading. So we're trying yeah. to capitalize on that a bit. That's why we're on a podcast there right you now. Go. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the Green Room Podcast is powered by 420 Kingston and 420 Session Lounge and Micro Shop. do it 
I used like I, like well we we do this annual cover show here at Lee's Palace where we're like the backing band and like a bunch of guests sing songs and then we also sing a couple, and we did Coma Girl two years ago, so we did learn it, but I de- I definitely don't remember it. I would though if I knew it for sure. Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros, you love that record, eh? I do. My dad turned me on to it. Um, I think it was it was his uh, and. Um, yeah, I got into that record just when I was just getting into rock and roll music in general. And that, without really any context of even The Clash or of when it came out, you know, it's just a great rock and roll record. And a bit, and, you know, it's, it seems sort of ahead of its time. Like, it sounds even current now. Like, I put it on now and it's like, there's some super experimental shit that they're doing on that record. Yeah, and that came out in 2003, I think, mm-hmm. or 2004, posthumous. Yeah. Like it was after Joe Summer's death. A lot of the songs were just one takes yeah. that they threw on the record. But out of all the Mescaleros records, it's the best one, yeah. hands down. Yeah. You like The Clash? I do like The Clash. I just don't know as much. I don't know. You know, I like I know London Calling super well, and that's just sort of the only record I know. Uh, and that, you know, I have, I get, the way I get into music is like, I get into like careers. So like, I'll like get into a band and just like, go through their whole catalog and like understand it from top to bottom and then I move on to somebody else so the Clash are one of those bands that I would want to do that with yeah. who's your obsession right now Who? What, what? I'm super I have a super Elvis Costello kick right now which I know like in our in my in the press release and in a lot of interviews in the past he I've cited him as an influence and you know I only but I knew a couple records really well like I was obsessed with a couple records but I just read his autobiography and now I'm like going deep in the hole in the rabbit hole and going deep into his catalog and he's got some great great stuff some weird stuff too but some really awesome stuff and i've been enjoying uh, the stone roses for the last five six years Mm -hmm. has been a band that i've really been obsessing over they got a reunion going on they're gonna oh they do yeah i got a ticket actually oh wow they're gonna be playing playing? uh madison square garden in, in new york city wow uh so i'm gonna be seeing the stone roses i've never seen them live never thought that i would see them live Um, and, uh, there's rumors, but there's been rumors for a while that there's going to be a new album. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. I'm just getting into that. That was the, I guess the first one. The first record. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting into that one right now and I'm like, it's blowing me away. You know what? The second record, a second coming, Uh there's only two. And that's the problem is that you can burn out on the stone roses pretty quick. Right. It's only one album, right? Really? The second one was a bit of a flop. It's good. It's good. But the first one's like a masterpiece. It's renowned as that, right? It's like, you know, yeah. Rolling Stones like top ten best albums of all time. Yeah, and nobody's ever heard of them. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I dropped the Stone Roses and 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 you know who they are. But if I bring that up at uh, I don't know a dinner table conversation right, right, right. at a, at uh, the next uh, uh, couples dinner sure. party that we're attending, nobody yeah, knows who the yeah, Stone yeah, Roses yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, you're hanging out with the wrong people, man. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Turning while your bridges are burning by the skin of your teeth, you made off like a thief, talking like a lover, but you weren't even talking to me. While you were driving, just avoiding the sirens in the peak of summer heat, curled up 
battered feet Begging for forgiveness Begging to be set free Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.